those that those days after trivia, Parker. I I felt like shit this morning. <laughs> I couldn't. I can't even get myself to have a podcast beer. It's just I'm not even hungover anymore. It's just the idea of like how I felt when I woke up that it's still like lingering on my. Tongue. <laughs> like hungover in the sense that like when you get out of bed, you're like something is not right with me, and I don't like it. No, it's yeah. It's like it's not the gross hangover where you're like, oh, I'm never drinking again. But it's like the groggy, like it's in the center of my face. And I'm just like, I don't like this feeling. And there was the like, work. Yeah. It's <laughs> like three stages of like hangovers. You got the college era where it, you need to just almost black out to even feel it. And then there's like the post college era where it's just like you realize like all right if I get drunk I'm gonna be in pain, <laughs> and then there's like the twenty it's usually I think it's like twenty seven twenty six where it's just like even if you only have like three or four craft beers your body just doesn't feel right the next day. Nope, it's exactly what it was four craft beers and I'm waking up like God damn it man like. <laughs> On. Welcome everybody to the week for twenty twenty two web dot com podcast. And we have an illustrious return to the program after being publicly called out by Caleb, of all people, last week. Frazier, back. That that was way out of line by Caleb. I mean, I was prepared to go last week, and I had I gave my openings, and my my schedule didn't line up with the star of the show. So I had to, I graciously stepped aside and then got slandered on the pod. These are the things that they don't tell you behind the scenes. You know, (laughs) it's like, what's really going on? But Frazier's back. And the reason we're bad mouthing Caleb one minute into the podcast is because he's not here this week. He's skipping this week. We have a very special guest who is having a very, well, unspecial, unspecial. I didn't want to say it, but it's a very unspecial season. <laughs> Unfamiliar waters for this guy, uh, a web two time web champion. That is Parker, leader of the Fresh Prince. Colin, don't forget it. Two time. <laughs> two time. <laughs> Happy to be here. Not that excited to talk about my own team, but excited to talk about the rest of web. Amen. We had a crazy, crazy week four. Uh, three games, very thrilling. One of them came down to the last possible second, and that one might not even be decided quite yet either. So plenty of action to get into this week. Uh, before we do, Parker, you and I made a little bit of a trade heading into this week. So uh, Devin White, a face of the franchise type of a player, you know, high at, at the time was the highest drafted 
defensive player in the league's history. And you, you know, we've, we mentioned, I think I even might've said it last week or a couple weeks ago, something like, what is it going to look like if Devin white goes? And I, uh, I was the one to step in and, and ultimately win the sweepstakes. There was a few other bidders. It sounded like, um, so take us through the end of the Devin white era for the fresh Prince. Yeah, I, we are very sad to see Devin white go. Um, he he should already have one defensive player of the year. Got robbed. Um, but and a defensive rookie of the year also and robbed. A def- Devin Bush got that over him, and Devin that Bush is on waivers now. Continues to age <laughs> even worse. <laughs> but, yeah, it was, it was tough to see him go, and I, I kind of felt like there was a point where I was like, I might be able to keep him and ride him out during this rebuild, and he'll be like 27, but... Um, when, when Corf was interested in him and I had a few other people interested, it just felt like the right thing to do, load up on more picks and Bingo's 2025 first is hopefully going to be, hopefully going to be a nice early one at that point, looking at his team. (laughs) I said it myself, man, going into the year, don't trade it for anything. It took three weeks. And there it went. So we're going to find <laughs> out in two years, three years, what that looks like. But Frage, outside party, outside perspective, what did you think of the deal? I didn't think you'd go there. I I think I talked a lot this offseason about just like watching the kind of this tail end of your run and just seeing like how it how it's going to go because you just keep managing to like trade your picks and then somehow still get like the people you want and i'm just was wondering how long that could go and then when we look at the comparison between you and like 2020 me that would be like my 23 first and i remember the feeling back then and i was just like i'm not getting rid of this 23 first it's not happening (laughs) and the fact that you had the balls to go send that i mean i love it (laughs) like just just completely ride this era it's it might be a once it once the wheels fall off it could be a long time but hope for your case i hope they don't fall off before uh 2024 um but great for this year this defense needed a, a influx of something exciting and devin white is absolutely that pops up for 17 right away in his first game um on parker's side I think he had a he had a couple other offers, but I do like shooting for the upside of the 2025 first with Mingo, um, just because of the the range of outcomes on that. I mean, that definitely has 101 in play. I would say. I mean, I think it's entirely possible, um, just given the age of Mingo's running backs. So I like it on both sides. Mingo is absolutely sending it, trying to say he's he's still in this this battle with Tim and Dan, and I love it. And we've been making these comparisons, uh, or I guess, I mean, I have for the most part, comparisons to this Moneymakers team and the David Wilson Batman team that, that, like you said, like decided to move on and to enter this next era. And so for me, it was like, well, what happens when David Wilson Batman doesn't do that? 
what happens. Yeah, we're going to find out. Maybe Wilson Batman sends it. And so that's where I'm at. Moneymakers are going full send into the blackness of the future. And that's just what it's going to be. So I'm, I'm committed. I'm more than committed at this point to just writing it out. So, yeah. And I feel like that is like my team last year in the beginning of the year, I made kind of a similar deal with my 2024 first for uh, Jeremy Chin and Chris Carson and, that trade did not turn out well, but throwing it all in, I ended up in a championship game. So never know when Webb. You never quite know. And I mean, man, I let's let's get into the games because the uh, the league is starting to take a very interesting shape right now. Um, the Pack Five, as we know, as we expected going into the season, is the premier conference right now uh this week was a five and one performance as dirty dave pointed out um nearly as a perfect performance almost a special victory for herb your enthusiasm this week as well but um the pack five is certainly looking deadly but when we look at the league as a whole we have a very weird tier of playoff teams at the top right now where you have two teams that are competing for the best team of all time through four weeks. And then you have a team in the middle, uh, the, the one team on tier two, and then you have a completely separate tier for number four and five. Mm-hmm. And so if you're in a like if you're in a position like the money makers or the keel pros number 4 and 5 in world Pl- in war plus right now you don't necessarily feel super confident in things even though you are in that quote unquote playoff position and so the league has just taken a very weird shape uh w- about a quarter of the way into things here yeah it's kind of it's kind of fascinating how it's unfolding and at the same time even though we do have these two breakaways we talk about this every year but anything can happen in those playoffs and there's a bunch of teams right behind four and five that are hungry josh josh is buying um riley has showed some buying moves and even like mingo and caleb if you're not careful one of these teams can sneak up behind you and then take away that chance at that anything can happen playoff rounds yep that's exactly it i mean it is that we've talked about that we talked about it with the pirate crew mostly but the insulin pens have certainly proven that they belong on the same platform right now as of right now as the pirate crew so you're talking about two teams now that are controlling things but like you said all it takes is a chip in a chair baby you get yourself into the dance and you can maybe make some magic happen but um, I am just fascinated to get to the conference schedule. I am just, mm-hmm. I cannot wait to see how the pack five ends up shaking out because like you said, there's the Josh's, there's the Riley's and those teams are the ones that are going to be playing against the insulin pens and dirty Dave and the boys. So that that's all going on on one side of the equation. Once we get into the big five schedule, I mean, the pirate crew and the money makers are essentially scotch free at this point, Just and maybe coasting. The, yeah, and the with the what's going on with the milkers, I mean, it could get even more so. So, 
uh, yeah, I'm just the the conference window is going to be crazy to watch this year. What's happening with the milkers? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into the games. We got a lot of we got a lot of shit to talk about this week. These teams are electric right now. Um, we'll get on, we'll get to the milkers in a sec. But how about game of the week this week? I didn't send out a poll. I wish I had because there's a few great games on the schedule. I went Pyro Crew and Herbier Enthusiasm. They were, you know, three and zero meeting. This was Riley's moment to find out where he stands. We he's been this scrappy team that's kind of been taking advantage of some of the softer Big Five teams so far. Couple of wins in the last two weeks here uh, in the one sixties. But Herb, your enthusiasm climbed the ladder this week, got all the way up to 192 and made it very, very interesting for the Pirate crew. But uh, old Aaron Donald was there to save the day on Monday night and the Pirate crew moves to four and oh. Yeah, there was a lot of Sunday where it looked like Riley might might have him, And I was preparing like a. Even if he lost, this was the um, Herbier enthusiasm coming out party, asserting himself as a force. And then um, we get a little bittersweet with uh, Javante going down. So right as I was about to say, Herbier enthusiasm has arrived 3-1, 4-0. Didn't matter. Just the fact that he put up this fight against the best team. Uh, the the pride and joy Javante goes down. So um a little bit bittersweet feelings in that camp. I wonder how they're going to respond. They got a lot of ammo. We'll see what they do. Yeah, I I agree. It was big to see Riley have, have a week like this against Dan. Um, Dan, also interesting, Dan could easily be 2-2 two and two right now, which is pretty crazy to think about. But looking at Riley's roster with, with the Javante injury, it looks like the next guy up there is Ken Walker. So probably look for Riley. I know he already said he's looking for running back help, but he doesn't seem like the kind of guy who's ready probably to pay for what he needs to get to stay competitive in this pack five. It's it's a weird stage for Riley. He's been two, two and a half years of always in the selling mindset. And all of a sudden he gets himself to three and all and one of his top guys goes down. And it's like, how does he, handle being comfortable with now trading all these picks that he's accumulated can he go off of his his plan that he's always talking about we're gonna find out real quick where his head is at this year because Mm -hmm. he there's a player right now you know where i'm gonna go with this there's a player right now that might be more available than he's ever been and riley's got enough firsts to bring him on board. And his name is Jonathan Taylor. Mm. thought you were going to say Rashad Penny. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Clyde Edwards-Alaire. <laughs> I guess that too. <laughs> but to be more dramatic about it, how about Jonathan Taylor? <laughs> yeah. I, speaking of Jonathan Taylor, I feel like Calvin might be that time. It's, it's speak it into I mean, existence. I mean, it's I'm telling like I, I heard this week that a certain milkers owner 
is a little bit disgruntled with the start that he's had. And maybe Jonathan Taylor isn't quite as secure on that roster as we would have thought he is through four weeks. So all I'm saying is, man, there's a perfect match here. If Riley wants to get as aggressive as you can possibly get in web. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the milkers, despite the reputation of historically being a conservative team, they break out these big moves every once in a blue moon. Um, A.J. Brown, I mean, that that was a guy for this draft and develop team you never thought he'd leave. Saquon Barkley, back in the day, makes the move for him. Another guy I just never thought would leave this team. Jonathan Taylor. I wouldn't put it past him. Somebody else as well? Maybe. <laughs> I mean, he's got to make a move. He has mm-hmm. to make a move if he's serious. There's no, there's no doubt about it. It doesn't have to be Jonathan Taylor, but it has to be somebody. Um, because, I mean, the defense has already been the strength of Herb Your Enthusiasm, which nobody expects going into the year. But through four weeks, it's now past the point of fluky. It is just a thing. He's the third-ranked defense scoring 89.4 points per game. Uh, a huge part of that is Devin Lloyd doing his best Darius Leonard 2018 impression, which, by the way, <laughs> I thought of that, and then I was like, what did Darius actually do back then? And in this version of our scoring, it was like 30 points per game in the first four <laughs> weeks. So maybe not quite Darius Leonard from, uh, from the heyday there for the Rebels, but Devin Lloyd is... Uh, defensive player of the year star horse right now. He is just emerging and taking firm control of this, of this defense. Mm-hmm. Looking, looking like an amazing trade as exciting as Isaiah Simmons was going into the year. He's been kind of, I'm not sure what happened last week, but his snap counts have been going down. So great move to rotate off of Isaiah Simmons, pick up Devin Lloyd, um, real Micah Parsons impression, maybe starting out here. Maybe a D-Roy Depoy, that'd be fun. Um, and then I guess we got to talk about our boy Hawk. What a move. Almost had a third touchdown. Um, how are you feeling about that one? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I, uh, I... Yeah, I don't, I don't have words. We don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. <laughs> All I'm saying is we were critical of the trade. Riley was not happy with our analysis of it. And you can't have a better statement performance to shove that right back in everybody's face. I was watching the saints in the morning, like Demario Davis was having a good game. And I'm like, Oh geez, we're going to hear about this. And then Hawkinson (laughs) scores 35. And I'm like, all right, this was, yeah, good good trade, good trade. I'm really glad I missed last week because I would have been probably even more in on him than you guys were. It, it would have got ugly, and I'm real glad I'm not sitting here eating crow this week. So we're just going to pretend that I, I thought it was a great neutral trade for both parties. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, though. Hawkinson, I mean, he's had big weeks before not like this but um 
I could not to try to sour Riley's taste at all, but I could easily see uh, like four or five weeks in a row of back to good old Hawk for three catches for 22 yards. Yeah. All about that consistency with Hawkinson. I, I mean, it was like his first game in the league, wasn't it? He scored like mm-hmm. 22 points, and it's like everyone mm-hmm. thinks he's going to be that guy, and then three years later, you know. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it worked out certainly in the short term here. I mean, all the Lions receivers are still hurt. So, I mean, this week, watch out again, I guess. But uh, on the flip side of this game, is the pirate crew and Herb your enthusiasm gets all the buzz right now. Cause it's a very interesting situation for him to be in. The pirate crew is, is exactly where we thought he was going to be at four and O the war plus is still exceptional, but he isn't the war plus leader anymore. And this is now back to back performances where, you know, it's not bad by any stretch, but, it's beatable. It's a beatable mm-hmm. performance. Um, and so it is, it, does that tell you that maybe the pirate crew isn't quite as, you know, the hype doesn't match the results or is this just a bump in the little bump in the road here? I don't know. This is a tough one. Cause I was looking at this team and it's offense is better than last year. Yeah. It's this, this defense right now, which is ninth in defensive war plus. And I don't know if that should be um, a good thing for the rest of the league. Like, hey, maybe this defense is getting old. I mean, it's been built on some guys who are elite players, but on the on the end of their careers, like Kendricks and Aaron Donald, those types. And like, so like, do we think it is falling off, or should we be terrified that it's gonna uh, regress back to the mean of what it is capable of and we end up having more pods like the first pod and the second pod of the year where we are basically like, what do we even do with this team? Yeah. I, I looking at the defense Dan has, I, I don't think it's ever going to get back to the point. It was last year where it was just stupid. I think there was a lot of, it's an amazing defense, but I think there was also a lot of really good luck for Dan, but, once once Shaq Leonard gets going again for him, he's going to have a, a top three defense every week again, but I don't think it'll be just stupidly above everyone else at any point this year. I want to I talk about Shaq Leonard because I see that he was ruled out for this game, but then I saw he had a stat, like and, I, and he played like 15 snaps or something, 16, and I'm like... They rule him out, and then he played, and then I saw I. It looks like Dan started him. If I'm looking at the right screen and sleeper, so I'm very confused. He he was good to go at okay. the end of the week, but he got hurt like right away. Oh, uh, ruled it, out. Yeah, okay. and it there was we like go. a a bro. He like broke his nose now. Like there's just and a concussion. In, yeah. So there's on top of the injuries that he's already dealt with. Now there's more injuries, and I mean, yeah, like that's obviously a huge part of why you know this defensive ceiling hasn't been as high. Like it's we, I feel like Shaq Leonard's name has been around for so long now, and he's kind of dealt with some injuries recently, where you kind of forget what 
impact he has when he's on the field. And I mean, you go back to last year games where he's playing it's 25 points, you know, it's same old Shaq Leonard. So mm. that is clearly a, a major factor in the decline here, but it's not the um, only factor. Wait, just wait. Factually, his name has not been along that long. It's <laughs> 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 I never know how to, how to approach that. <laughs> I blame the uh, big, Shaquille Leonard concussion ruled out for week five. That's all <laughs> sleeper, and that's what you see, and you're like, wait, what? I blame that. See, they're just on it already, but too fast. Yep. But yeah, so I mean, the defense this week was 64 points, lowest of the season for him. Like you said, ninth ranked right now, and yeah, I mean, it's. There, that is the differentiating factor between him and the insulin pens right now. That is why Tim has been able to ascend to the best team in the league through four weeks. And let's yeah. talk about the insulin pens because uh, this week against the moneymakers, it was crazy, just absolutely crazy. Back and forth. I mean, the amount of times that I thought this game was over on both sides was not good for my heart. Let me just tell you that. I mean, uh, insulin pens start the day real quick with a Marlon Humphrey pick. That kind of sets the tone, and then we're going back and forth here. Goes all the way into Monday night with the IDP showdown, and, man, Dre Greenlaw, what the hell, man? He outscored Devin White this week, and it's a you know it's just another cog in this insulin pens defense right now. Mm-hmm. Drake Greenlaw is my boy. <laughs> I, I know, I remember. <laughs> uh, what did we do before like the projections like included IDP and back in the ESPN days? Because it is just so electric watching projections on Sunday, man. Especially in one of these games. Um, yeah, Tim, Tim, after that loss to Dan in week one, has come on very strong, and this was his first, I think his first tough opponent. I think he had a few cupcakes since that game, and a wild one mingle brings his best shot, and Tim Tim beats him down 3-1. and one. The war plus leader, what a week to beat Tim. I mean, two, two years of pods go into that he had to skip, and here he is, war plus leader. Who would have thought? Um, looking at the team... Damian Pierce arriving, 130 yards on 14 carries. That's real nice. Um, it's fucking uncalled for that that happened in this game. Mm-hmm. Just, just absolutely uncalled for. <laughs> and the Saquon move. I I love that move from Tim. That was the that was the key move in all of his moves. I mean, a lot of them got questioned, but the Saquon one was always my favorite uh, from the whole get go. And healthy Saquon on this team is so much fun. And then. Um, Kyle Pitts, though, what is? I mean, does this team have to do something at tight end? I think if we if we see a few more weeks of this with Pitts, um, and Tim is serious about wanting to do it this year because it, it doesn't look like his window is that long, I don't know if Pitts Pitts is going to be that guy for him this year with Mariota at quarterback. So, I think it might make sense for him to look for a move similar to what Riley did to find a tight end for somewhat cheap that he could use while Pitts goes through these struggles with the QB play. But um, 
the rest of his team is just looking incredible, like the Saquon, obviously, and it's finally starting to get some good performances out of CD, so that's good to see for him. But, yeah, I'm happy for Tim. He deserves this. It's all coming together. It is all coming together. I, I do have intel that he is inquiring about tight ends uh, this week, so it's on his radar for sure. You know that he doesn't like to leave any spot on this team unfilled. <laughs> He's proven that time and time again. All, all or nothing. Yep. And it's, hey, uh, it's certainly working out. Back-to-back week highs now, um, and he is the only team so far to be over 200 points in every single game. So uh, where the Pirate crew, I, I mean, it's you can't call it stumbling, but for his standards, a little bit of a stumble, the insulin pens have stayed right on course and, uh, and claim that uh, number one team title for right now, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other side of this is the money makers, and like I said, I mean, right now, uh, number four in War Plus, um, make the move for Devin White, try to make a statement, an infusion into the defense that I kind of called out last week was 11th ranked. Um, this was a 92.5 on the defense, jumping up now to the sixth ranked defense, so Hoping to inject that life on that side of things. The offense has been has been fine, but um, it's just it, it it is a you know it's just a different moneymakers mm-hmm. team right now. It's a little scrappier, but uh, we're doing what we can. The the twenty twenty parallels don't stop because now I just realized. I mean, this is a team that's gonna. I mean, start gets out to a hot start against a non conference slate. I mean, who does that sound like? Um, <laughs> Team, I mean, while good is not on the level of some of the better teams, and then it's going to go uh, beat up on a cakewalk conference for the rest of the year and put up like a 10 and 4 record. I mean, to a T, to a T. It, it really is. <laughs> but yeah, Drake London, though, that's my guy. I mean, what's his target share? Is like 30% for a rookie? That's insane. I mean, it's just looking like every time you like make a move for one of these guys, despite not having ammo, you're hitting T Higgins, 20 points this week, Drake London, um, off to a real good start, even if it wasn't a huge fantasy point performance this week. And, and Travis Kelsey still here, still leading this team. I mean, that's what it comes down to, man. Like I got, I got this core, right? Like Travis Kelsey's not going anywhere. I'm, I mean, Dalvin Cook's essentially a moneymaker for life at this point. If I didn't trade him going into this year, I don't think it's going to happen. So if I got these guys, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense for me to just start, you know, kind of shipping things off here and there. And um, so that's kind of where the full send comes in this year and seeing some promise out of Drake London seeing some life in that wide receiver group uh, and just trying to ride out the the years that these running backs have left. I mean, Aaron Jones is having a, another great season. There was a little bit of a question mark there. The biggest offensive question mark so far has been quarterback. I mean, Aaron Rodgers certainly hasn't lit any fires uh, on any given week. In a, in a year where quarterbacks seem to be winning games by themselves for some teams, I mean, Rodgers has been right around that 20-point marker, but nothing uh, nothing extreme. Thought about even considering starting Trevor Lawrence going into next or at the start of this week, 
And then he has his performance this week. And now suddenly it's like, well, you know, you kind of just got to play with Rodgers here. But um, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of been a, a question mark here this year, especially because Rodgers played such a huge part in my in my team last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting dilemma for you this year. Cause like Rodgers building that chemistry with the wide receivers has led to some slow fantasy weeks, but he's been... I mean, even if it's only 20, he's been consistent, and you should expect that to come up closer to 25 points, hopefully. Maybe we see the transition to Lawrence this year, um, but I think that's a little could be a little scary for just, I mean, he's still young. There's going to be some fantasy point inconsistency like this week where he puts up 840 and just kills your week. So it's going to be an interesting dilemma to watch um, who you start on a week-to-week basis. It jinx the hell out of him. I'll never forgive myself. <laughs> four fumbles, what did he have? Really? Four fumbles. Ooh. How does that happen? Well, it happens because you call him an MVP candidate. That's how it happens. So. Great. Second goat. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, moving on. The game that had everybody's eyes on it uh, late on Monday night. It was Keel Pros and the Milkers. And Caleb, man, he was dead. He was basically dead going into Monday night. It was a terrible weekend for him. Um, and he just got it out of all of his guys. Nick Bosa, huge game. Debo finally has a, a MVP-esque type of a performance. Uh, and he he goes all the way to the end of the line with the milkers. And then <laughs> for some reason, the Rams keep playing. And it looks like it's another heartbreak for the Keel pros. And then some weird stat change seals it. And now we wait to find out <laughs> if any other shenanigans are going to happen mm. with this game. And I mean, as big as that was on Monday, I mean, we're coming down. I mean, this is one of the biggest, like, Thursday, might be the biggest Thursday night stat change we might ever have. I mean, if we're talking this JT deal, if this is a possible thing that's going on in the background right now, if Calvin gets this stat change win that's gonna fall apart i mean he's he's back to two and two in a week conference he might be buying right yeah this yeah this calvin team um uh the the carson went to quarterback i know i i feel like calvin when when Dak got hurt should have looked for for cheap quarterback help um rather than sticking with Wentz, and that's already biting him but this this Calvin team is just it, it feels like it's been a little bit stagnant for a while and I I don't know what he can do to fix it anymore but um, the, if if he gets a stat change win though that that would be absolutely huge for his team. I just love that this <laughs> the future of this team is hanging <laughs> on the balance of if Fred Warner gets a pass defended. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! Web, it's it's the best. Even if he can get, like, if he gets the stat change win and he can get through the non-conference, like three and three, and get into the the Big Five schedule, he could easily um, find himself in a in a wild card spot with the Pac Five 
all those teams cannibalizing themselves. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like he comes in week two, uh, 165, and we're sitting here on the podcast like, all right, man, it's okay. Just get into the big five. You can feast in the big five. Then he drops two more potentially here. I mean, if this result holds, it's one in three, and you, you're you kind of running out of time a little bit here. He still has a matchup with, with Riley. I mean, even David Wilson Batman has proven that that's not a – that's not even a gimme game right now. I mean, that's seven, uh, seventh and war plus right now. David Wilson, Batman putting up a 190 plus this week. So you got two tough games yet to go before you can even get into the big five. And now Jonathan Taylor, regardless of if he's on the team, <laughs> which I would imagine he will be for this game at least, but he's not playing this week. He's out this week. So now you now you are really backed into a corner here where you lost TJ Watt, you lost Dak, Carson Wentz has been absolutely abysmal, and Jonathan Taylor now, who has been kind of funky already this year, is now suddenly out of the lineup for at least a week, and you're kind of just running out of time to build that, you know, the to build that buffer that you that mm-hmm. you wanted to have until you got to week six. Mm-hmm. He does get a, a big, a possibly big upgrade with uh, Melvin Gordon, though, with the uh, Javante news. So that could be big for him, but we'll see what happens. And Josh Jacobs, man, like if you'd have told me Josh Jacobs was going to be back this year, I'd have told you no doubt for the milkers. I mean, that was mm-hmm. a cherry on top. And now it's like he is a necessity for this team. He's like going to be functioning as the RB1 this week. Yeah, it's crazy how quickly the feelings around this team have kind of just gone the other way. I mean, I I liked this team a lot in the preseason pod. I just thought that it maybe, well, it's not on the level of those teams that he had enough around JT and, and JJ to go make a move this year. But the Pac-5 schedule, and this this team's just not performing either. It's not just the, the schedule. I mean, this we got a negative 2.25 war plus. So there's there's problems all around. Yeah. And so I mean we'll see what happens, but we are on we are on JT watch right now with the milkers. It is officially a watch. It's like we're watching like a hurricane. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, a, it's a tropical storm. It's got the potential to develop. <laughs> We're we're just monitoring it right now. There's nothing to worry about, but just know that it could turn into something bigger. For the Keel Pros, man, I mean, I like it's a it's a different vibe right now with this team. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously compared to last year where he's just scorching the earth to end the season, but uh, even just the last three, I mean, he started with a 196, but now we got three consecutive weeks here. He's averaging 177.9 in that in the last three games. He's still sitting at fifth in WAR plus, but it is a, I mean, it's a distant fifth right now when you're talking about the top three teams in the league. Uh, and you got Herb your enthusiasm kind of almost right on his tails right now. So. I mean, what are we thinking with the Keel Pros? Because, I mean, the Pac-5 schedule, man, like, 
you'd have thought that this was going to be one of the most ferocious opponents in the Pac-5, and suddenly it's maybe not that way. Yeah, this this might have well have been called the different vibes bowl because both of these teams just feel different from where where we were at in the preseason, and it's like it's tough to pinpoint on this team like where it's coming from. Actually, it might be really easy. I think it's the running backs because um, <laughs> everything else is like the same. But these running backs, like while they still have that that name value, like Najee Harris, Antonio Gibson. I mean, those guys were big for this team last year. Gibson lost some of that value going into the year, and it's kind of the, hasn't really gained much steam back. And now Brian Robinson's coming back. Um, and in, this team is just a little bit underperforming right now. Could it be just another slow start? This team, I mean, all these names are here to still put together that late season charge. Um, and this team has, I mean, contrary to a lot of the other contenders, this team still has its 2024 first. Uh, it's got its 2025 first. So it's got, I think he's got a few seconds to play around with too. So he's got the ammo more than his uh, counterparts in the playoff contention to make moves for if there's names that come available. So he is still, like he's still hanging around. He gets this win as of now. He's 2-2. Two and two. Um, There's still there's still room to wiggle with here, but we'll see. We'll see. Definitely different vibes right now. Yeah, I just looking at Caleb's team, like he does have the the ammo to make some moves if he wanted to, but it's also it's weird because there's it just doesn't seem like there's really holes he needs to fill, but it's just not performing that well either. So I don't know. I'm just I wonder what he's thinking about it as far as if he thinks he needs to make a move. Especially with uh, with Dobbs seeming like a guy he might be able to start all year, that's huge for him. But and with uh, George Kittle, um, gotta think he's gonna start getting more out of George Kittle, and that'll be that'll be huge for him. He must have needed this week off to just get in the lab, really dissect what's going on here. Sitting back there, he's doing the Charlie on the wall with the strings. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> where we're at right now for Caleb because, I mean, like Parker said, I mean, it's there's not really areas where you could say, like, okay, like, unless I go out and get an absolute bona fide freak guy, like, I'm not really plugging anything right now. I mean, he's mm-hmm. got a, dealing with a little bit of injury bug here. The DBs he mentioned, you know, kind of getting – a little bit decimated there for a while. Um, Keenan Allen's still been out, but you know you patched the hole there with Romeo Dubs and Dobbs, and suddenly it's you know maybe that's not so bad. Maybe Dubs is the God damn it, Dobbs is the guy. <laughs> <laughs> he gets it should be Dubs. He gets Dubs, yeah. Uh, maybe he's a guy that even you know plays that position for him this year. So I mean, yeah, I, I, like I want to I want to sit here and say wait it out. But you're waiting it out, waiting to get to the pens and the boys mm-hmm. and the scrappy teams beneath them right now. So I don't know. I, I'd be curious to find out what he's thinking, and hopefully we can get that insight mm-hmm. next week. Maybe he will be a guy who can find find a way to get in the the potential hurricane that's coming with JT. 
Wouldn't that be That's, something? That would be quite the move to pull off because I was thinking about that. I was like, why isn't he in the JT race? And then it's like, if Riley chooses to get involved, he's blowing out anybody in the picks department. Easy. Yeah. So that's a, that's the interesting is what does Riley do? Well, and honestly, I think there's probably some hesitancy on on the Keel Pro side to to get really freaky with those picks because I mean, I'm not gonna like this team is obviously very young and it it seemingly has a lot of years left in it. But I I wonder if he is looking at this season thinking, you know, maybe I maybe I just kind of see what happens with these guys, and if it doesn't work out this year. I know that I have some picks to fall back on uh, as some of these other teams are aging themselves out of it. So mm-hmm. maybe that's playing a role right now. He's just looking for a little bit of longevity in a year where we have these juggernaut teams at the top. But I don't know. It, the web yeah. makes you do weird things when you're flirting with a playoff spot. It's definitely a lot more fun to send it <laughs> rather than <laughs> see what problem. happens. <laughs> No one wants to just see what happens. These <laughs> fucking men. <laughs> Mingo fucking hates just seeing what happens. It's, it's the worst. <laughs> I can't send a bombshell into the chat once a year. I'm why even play. <laughs> Quit the league, Caleb Price. <laughs> Fold it up, man. <laughs> No courage out of this team. I love how he hasn't even said if he's standing pat. We're just roasting him for standing pat. <laughs> Why would you do that? Why would you even say that? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't say it. <laughs> All right. Um, well, we got this. Uh, we got this middle team that we keep referring to we've hit all the ones around him how about the number three war plus team right now it's dirty dave and the boys uh went up against garrett wilson batman this week i mean it's you know it's a game that you gotta you gotta win obviously and he does that in uh easy easy fashion 203.5 this week second 200 plus point performance uh, and he's we're in this alternating cycle now where it's 170 and 200 and 170 200 so there's I'm not gonna sit here and say like this is a bulletproof team right now but it certainly is looking more and more like the boys that we expected going into the year and a big reason for that guess what guys dirty Dave's defense it's might back. be back might be back he is currently the number two defense in all of web yeah that would be huge if he can get that back i mean this team's kind of on the opposite end it got a little stale at the end of last year and it's kind of showed a little juice again this year um and i think there's places he could improve too i mean looking at quarterback i mean cooper cup is still chugging along but matt stafford has been a hole in this lineup so far and that's a lot of points that he's given up and this is two years in a row where in 2020 he Ryan Tannehill into that spot, and then 2021, Matt Stafford. Does this team have to to do something again? And I don't even, I can't think of a quarterback that would be available on the, on the top of my head, so this could potentially be a hole if Matt Stafford can't get it going. The only quarterbacks that are available right now are on a team that's not going to give one to him. That's the Insulin Pence. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, you could go out and say, you know, maybe Brady or Kyler is available at this time, but he's not trading him to Dave. So, wow, I didn't think of the Tom Brady trade like that until right now. That was genius. I mean, I don't think he's, perf- and I haven't looked at his fantasy points, but I mean, I kind of was just like, why, why did he trade two thirds for Tom Brady? And now I'm like, he, that was a blocker move, <laughs> blocked people, galaxy brain. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, look at the insulin pens playing chess. We're, who would have thought? We thought the, they weren't even playing checkers before. They were just flipping a checker, just Guys, looking at it. And now it's mine like, was a month ahead of mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, if if Dave wants to, I don't know how he's going to do it, but if like he's got everything there now except quarterback, which was the case before he got Stafford and it feels like it's the case again but if you want to compete with these with these top teams you need a quarterback who's putting up minimum 25 with upside of like 40 so yeah some of these maybe even 25 you're losing out so when you're in Dave's spot you're losing a ton of points I mean we got Josh Allen Patrick Mahomes out here yeah maybe if actually Never mind. I was gonna say maybe if Josh stutters and Lamar Jackson, but I don't think Josh is ever moving him. I would love to see what the package for <laughs> Lamar is, because I mean that that is really what it is right now. I mean we did this quarterback change a couple years ago, and I think we're finally to a point now where like you are really, really benefiting from a superstar quarterback. Like mm-hmm. it's not a thing anymore where it's like, well, like if I have a startable guy, I'm fine. It's like, no, I think I'd be pretty comfortable paying two, maybe three firsts for a Josh Allen or a mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. right now, because it is just such a major, major advantage on any given week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that that stat change worked perfectly. We got those quarterbacks to, like you said, I mean that those would be the prices I would expect to pay for those guys at this point. The longevity um, and the fact that they're they are that much of a advantage over like a just the average guy. Um, flip side of this one, Garrett Wilson, Batman. Um, speaking yeah. of quarterbacks, <laughs> uh, quarterback advantages, Jared Goff. <laughs> Jared MF and Goff, baby. We keep doing this whole thing with the Rebels. Like, Lamar was 61% of the offense. Well, how about Jared Goff, 44% of the offense for Garrett Wilson Batman this week? And when your offense is, you know, looks like this, that's, <laughs> uh, you know, that's nothing to uh, nothing to slouch at. So he, he's saying it. He's out here saying quarterback of the future. Well, He's just gonna say that he's 27. I mean, Why not? he's a he's a young 27 too. Mm-hmm. Jared Goff has been in three of the top 20 highest scoring NFL games. That isn't common common denominator. I mean, could be this could be Dave's guy. This could be Dave's 2022 20, guy. Yeah, I think uh, Dave should deal like a. 25 first if he has one for Goff. It seems about fair. 
This is a this is a dirty Dave alum. This is I was gonna say this Dave. is a Dave guy. This is a former boy. <laughs> he was a boy. Came over in the Ryan Tannehill trade to the money makers. Right. And so bring him back home. Bring him back home. Uh, That's all my, I got on Garrett Wilson Batman. I mean, from the last time I was on the pod, what a turnaround. I mean, we were talking about how this team might be just all time bad, like break Tim's record bad. Yeah, that's and true. He's become respectable again. Jalen Waddell looking like he's going to be a superstar for him. It's big. I wonder if I wonder if we'll ever see the Brandon Ayuk we all expected, but it's not looking like that, which is unfortunate. But this team might might end up with uh, it probably will end up with two top three picks. So. Got that to look forward to. And I mean, the the offense the last three weeks here, it's about average. It's just under average. Like the offense has not been all that terrible. It's the defense, once again, that, you know, we it's a work in progress, obviously, but 12th ranked so far this year. And just like last year, far and away, far and away, 12th ranked right now. So mm-hmm. uh, four points, four Almost five points, it looks like, uh, compared to number 11. So, And that uh, that's the Fodden Diggs trade at the beginning of last year. Might be a good thing to look back at for maybe maybe Calvin. I mean, that was a trade I don't think Carter wanted to make at the time. There was a lot of pod conversation, chatter about should this team blow it up. I think it took a lot of convincing for him to get there, and he, he got there. And it looks like he's going to get Waddle out of that and potentially Bijan. So. Yeah. That is, oh. The timing can be everything. Parker's made a face. Well, <laughs> so it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Just breathe over there. Um, so, guys, yeah. you want to talk about your game next? Sure. Rock Bowl, like I said last week, looks a little bit different these uh-huh. days, but uh, like I mentioned, man, David Wilson, Batman, do not quite sleep on this team when you get into the pack five because it was 194.28 this week i mean war plus is seven and i mean shot penny man watch out for this guy it's a name i need <laughs> running back name. help i mean this guy's one of the best runners in the league arguably yeah Rashad penny is like I mean, anytime he gets over 15 carries, it feels like he's scoring like 30 points. And it's always like over five yards to carry. It's crazy. But this week felt retro. I mean, I was 10 points off the week high. I mean, I haven't been up there in a, in a long time. Guess what? This is your highest total since you fully embraced the blow up last year. Ooh. Week seven of 2021. This was the last time you scored this high, and it was, I believe, it was after that game that you really started shelling stuff out and mm-hmm. tanked it off. So we're back. We made it back. Made it back. It felt felt real good. I mean, once it started out real slow, and then Parker's team was somehow doing worse than mine the whole time, and then I think I had a 130 projection that I brought all the way back up to 190. So. I mean, saw some explosion out of this team 
which is good to see. I mean, I think I'm out of the Bijan race after that one, but still not too sad about it. What's up with this Hufunga guy? Hufunga. Hufunga? Um, this is a guy who, I mean, every time you see Dan playing, playing around with someone, picking him up, dropping him, it gets your attention. And then I'm always like Hufanga, that's a Dan guy. Gotta keep my eye on this kid. And then I sneak in with my my high waiver priority. Carter passes on him, and I get him. And I think this guy could be a piece, piece of the future. Yeah, the announcers. He had a he had a pick six this week, and the announcers were comparing him to Troy Palomalu. Mm-hmm. Not just the hair either. <laughs> well, alrighty. That's a that's a pretty good comparison for him. As for my team, um, pretty much just watch my projection slowly, slowly go down. And eventually I was like, I don't want to watch Red Zone anymore. And <laughs> yeah, there were points where I did not think we were going to get to 100. And I was really concerned. And then I looked and I saw Colin's projections were lower than mine. And I was like, well, it could be worse. But. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but it's pretty bad right now. Is that the so. story of the it, it could be worse. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. man, I when you uh you committed to the to the rebuild there, I mean, the team you went into the year with was was fine. It was it wasn't bad, but you've sold a lot of those pieces now and I mean, 11th and war plus right now this is playing this team's playing at the level of a two win team and that's quite the uh quite the transition from what we were seeing last year yeah the uh, Clyde Clyde is still on the market for anyone curious <laughs> um <laughs> you think that's your off? that's your RB4 this year so if you're looking for touchdowns but other than that, Alave has been a nice little bright spot. He's looking like he's going to be the real deal, and that's pretty much all we have going for us right now. <laughs> Fraze, you were going through it a little bit this weekend. Yeah. Watching Alave. How, how, where are we right now? Uh, we settled down again. I, I mean, at the time of the trade, I mean, I had Sky right with Alave. I didn't really have a preference between the two, which is why the trade even got made. I wasn't looking for it. Parker came out and searched for it. And seeing him ball out in, in London, even if his stats were, I mean, six, 60 yards, I think he had. I mean, he looked amazing. Yeah. Um, so that was a little little depressing. But seeing Sky get some run Sunday night after I, I summoned him. <laughs> you some, did. You did. <laughs> He got some runs, so that made me feel a little better. There it is. Yeah, love that. You know, it's not. We're four games in, man. We got a long road ahead for these guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, wrapping it up. Last game of the week: Rebel Alliance against the Dynasty team. Parker's already already alluding to uh, the sort of week that the Dynasty team had this week. Very, very close to a sub 100 point game in this era of Webb. That was definitely uh, something to watch, but he, he got it over the line 113 back to back week lows. 
Uh, and the Rebels did what they got to do this week, clean it up and move to three and one. Mm-hmm. Rebels just picking up wins. Looking at uh, going back to Collins' team. I mean, remember week last time I was on the pod, this this team, 113 on the D, and he has not been above 60 since then. So that has fallen back to earth. And just a reminder why IDP is so fun. Um, <laughs> Just just a bad week from the get-go with Tua. I'm just yeah. a bad feeling around this team. Looks like Traylon Burks went out potentially pretty uh, 65%, but another guy that got hurt halfway through. And I mean, this team, listening to him going on his Bijan thing when he doesn't want to blow for Bijan, he doesn't want to get in the weeds with us. I mean, kind of kind of backfired. He was in the weeds with Parker this week. Yeah, I I don't know if I see it getting much better for him this year either. Um, yeah, <laughs> I obviously there's a there's a lot of bright spots on this team, but um, and he, they've shown enough flashes that he should be excited. But it looks like most of his points this week came out of uh, Jamal Williams, which is. Not where you ideally want your points coming from, but um, yeah, still looking to the future for this team. It's not where you want to be, um, but I mean, we know that this is a future, a, a team that's maybe two years away at this point, and so looking for bright spots, trying to see where we can find it here. Jahan Dotson, I mean, in this lineup, I'm thinking he's a must-start moving forward. I mean, he's been absolutely electric so far. I was surprised to not see him. I mean, he had 17, 15, and then a two. But, I mean, that was a real good start for him despite the two, so I'm surprised not to see him in the starting lineup. But Josh Palmer, interesting. Um, Yeah, he's been doing decent too. Uh, But Brees Hall, real excited about him. That usage has been ramping up. High-value touches. All that good stuff for Brees. I mean, he's he's looking like what we thought he was with the 101. So that's that's great to see for Colin. I mean, it's going to be another rough year, but the horizon is getting closer, ever closer. He doesn't want to be in the Bijan race, but he's going to be. Mm-hmm. And Bijan on this team, all I'm saying. Just like, embrace, embrace it, Colin. <laughs> Just blow for Bijan. <laughs> Um, flip side rebels, uh, like I said, three and one, I mean, he's doing what he's got to do right now in the big five, preparing himself, trying to build it up, going into the pack five, uh, and Lamar, I mean, like we've been saying, Lamar has been kind of carrying things so far. Lamar has a down week this week and he survives that, um, was a, uh, 179. So about average performance with a 14 from Lamar. That's really not that bad. Um, and it's, you know, Miles Sanders, it's, it's just a classic case here. Josh assembling this crew of guys and, uh, finding production out of players that, you know, some had already written off. I mean, Miles Sanders was basically valueless last year. I mean, I don't Mm -hmm. think you would have found people that were willing to pay, uh, anything that Caleb would have entertained and now, uh, featured, featured on this team right Mm -hmm. now. Just never know when those touchdowns are going to start the fickle beast um 
You know what I did miss, though? The tight end slot on the Rebels being off the roster when we record the pod. <laughs> this feels normal again. <laughs> That's how you know the magic is back. Yep. <laughs> also, Chris oh. Godwin makes the debut this week. Very emotional uh, return and then almost emotional in a completely different way. <laughs> Uh, as we saw him laying on the field, uh, but it's okay. It's it's okay. We're fine. You know who else is back that I completely forgot about, and he caught a touchdown this week. Michael Gallup Ooh, <laughs> on this yes. team back. Yes. Also, to a fun little per, names coming yeah, back here. Yeah, a pretty wide open wide receiver room. I mean, he's gonna just beat out Noah Brown. He's gonna get a lot of a lot of targets. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'm Rashad yeah. Weaver. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, uh, fourth-ranked defense, Rebels. Uh, that was the life force in 2018, 2019, and he's getting a little bit of that back right now. So, I mean, he's kind of flying under the radar like the Rebels tend to do here, but he's he's doing okay. He's doing fine. Uh, getting himself ready to go here uh, in the pack five. So, like he alluded to on Twitter, fuck those advanced stats. This team <laughs> three and one. He's got. I think he's got Colin left too. He's going to be at least four and two heading into the conference play. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And his defense. Um, he made the big move for Danielle Hunter, and he has not gotten much production out of him so if that turns around that could be huge for him too wow i just said i i think he's got colin left i parker is who's left he played colin this week so he does not have Colin left. (laughs) (laughs) yep he's got me this week don't worry man i did that with my own game last week i had to cut it from the audio i was like caleb what did we play he's like we did two weeks ago i was like all right i'm cutting it um But there it is. Uh, leave it, leave it in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that is week four. Uh, very entertaining, very exciting week of web, and it's not quite finished yet. So we may be talking about a different result in one of these games by the next time we show up here. Um, but should uh, we should we record um, should we record a little segment here for uh, in case Caleb um, loses? <laughs> Oh wow! <laughs> oh, what idea. a brutal, brutal loss here. I mean, I'm not sure how. I don't know how you can go on if you're the Keel Pros. I mean, honestly, just blow it up. Mm-hmm. I mean, what can, yeah. you could get a lot for Najee probably. Well, I don't know. He's pretty old. <laughs> He's not doing well, and yeah. I mean, that guy was yeah. like 30 coming out of Alabama. Yeah, Antonio Gibson's valueless. The Deontay's going to lose his job to Pickens next week and Kittle can't stay healthy I mean really all you have going for you is Debo that's it that's it just just trade up blow it up somebody is going to give you three for Debo do it milkers I mean maybe the milkers are buying (laughs) yeah I love this milkers team this is the year (laughs) (laughs) all the good feelings are back (laughs) back baby Oh my God! If that happens, man, whew, watch out for Caleb. Keep mm-hmm. eyes on that kid. Um, yeah, we need us. We need a spot on him. 
All right, let's take a look at what is ahead. It is time for the week five lightning round. And uh, I'm assuming, Fraze, you're making your illustrious return here. We don't, oh. are, we, are we doing fake lines anymore? Is that dead? I, uh, I might be able to squeeze some lines out here. I, I might. Together? Yeah, let's, let's go for it. All right, let's, we're going to start. With the lightning round, we're starting with... Make sure I get the right week here. This is very unorganized. <laughs> uh, is Mingo playing Riley this week? Yes, I think. Yes. Okay, yeah, we got the right week. Mingo, Riley. I think this could be a close one. I mean, Riley's been proving he is a team to be reckoned with. The, the moneymakers still trying to find their footing as a true contender this year. Let's just do a pick em. We got... I like the moneymakers a lot in this game. I think they should be. I think they should be about a ten-point favorite, in my opinion. So I think this is an easy moneymakers pick here, um, unless Riley makes a move at running back. But I bet you he won't, knowing him. Scary right now because statistically these teams are separated by one point per game, which doesn't feel right, but that's where we are. Um, and so not overlooking this one at all. That being said, money makers all the mm-hmm. way. Yep. The, we knew these teams were, were very close stat wise. That's why uh, the book is always ahead of Parker um, with his like he's 10 point favorite the book was on it the book's on it um, that's my line that's my line that's why it's an easy bet <laughs> uh, I despite that I like the money makers uh, this week to take care of her your enthusiasm but I think it's going to be a close another crazy game for Riley alright we're going to move on to the milkers we don't know if they're going to be 2-2 uh, two and two or 1-3 and three here and they have David Wilson Batman in town like uh, Corp mentioned earlier in the pod uh, we're going to do Milkers by 5 points over the David Wilson Batman crew what are you thinking? Very very dangerous situation for Calvin I mean if he is indeed 1-3 and three, you're going up against a team this week that would have beat you comfortably would have beaten him once before so we're already two and two on the con we're comparing in four weeks um you cannot lose this one if the milkers lose this one it's over like Mm -hmm. i'm just gonna say it it's over so uh i'm gonna take the i'm gonna take the milkers to cover and save the season i i like um i like david wilson in this one i think david wilson is gonna pull the upset here and and really, really shake up the league with kind of forcing Kelvin's hand on a possible retool, rebuild situation. I also like uh, myself in this one. I'm going to take the win, not just the points. I'll, I'll go full win. Um, team popped off this week, and that was without a huge Jamar uh, Burrow week. Um, so I think some of the fire is back in this team. I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. Um, moving on. Two, we have uh, the Insulin Pens hosting Garrett Wilson, Batman. Um, and we got the Pens favored by a whopping 66 points in this one. Uh, Parker, what do you think? Give me the Pens. <laughs> Didn't even think about it. I'll, I'll take the Pens as well. <laughs> 
You know what? <laughs> yeah. I I mean, this used to be my feel-good team on the pod, but that is done. I tell you, that's over. All right. Where Burkhead in the lineup. <laughs> I shouldn't be talking. I'm starting to break dork. <laughs> the human dork. All right. Josh has Parker in town this week. And we got Josh Faber by 29 points. I'll start this one. I like Josh to cover that one. I mean, this Parker team, it's been it's been even more torn up since the beginning of the year. So um, I like Josh to cover that and Josh to move to 4-1. Corp, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I think this Rebels team is, is just really starting to ramp up right now. I think there's some even better weeks ahead for them, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take them to cover this one. I will take myself to cover. I think I think my team's going to... We're due for a little bit of a scrappy week where we can hang around with one of these teams. I don't think I'm going to win, but I like myself to stay within 29. All right, moving on to Dirty Dave, coming off the near week high. Feeling a little better in town, and he's got Colin this week. So um, got a big line on this one, 46 points. Dirty Dave and the boys are favored by Mingo. What you thinking? Man, a lot of games where these teams just got to take care of business this week. Looking for Dirty Dave to buck this trend of uh, dropping down to 170 every other week, and I'm going to take him to cover. Yeah, I I think Dave's going to going to have a really big week here and really um, establish himself a little bit more than he has, and I think he'll cover that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Colin to get it a little bit together better than it was this week, but I do think Dave covers uh, the 46. So I'm on Dave's side as well, and. Last game of the week, say possibly the best for last. Corp mentioned we got a few take care of business games in the, in the slate before, um, but this is a big one. We got uh, the Keo Pros with the Pirate Crew in town, and we were talking about how the vibes were not great for this Keo Pro team. I mean, this is a huge, huge get back on track game if he can figure it out. Um, we got. A uh, pretty big line on this one. We got Dan favored by 33 points over the Keo Pros. Uh, what do you think, Parker? I this this feels like a week where Dan is going to um, gonna score something stupid like 260 <laughs> points or something and shut everyone up about um, Tim being ahead of him. So. I think I think Dan would cover any spread against any team this week. It's, it's going to be a, a demolishing. <laughs> it's an intuition. <laughs> I love that. Man, uh, this is the kind of game where Keel Pros, I mean, you find out real quick, 12-15 on Sunday, like, what's this going to look like today? I mean, talk about a game that could change the tone of his entire season if he can pull this upset off, and we've seen the Pirate Crew dropping down here a little bit. I'm going to take the Keel Pros to, to cover. I'm not going to mm-hmm. get crazy, but I'm going to take them to cover. I mean, as if this as if this stat change night didn't have enough meaning already, the Keel Pros have 
Dan next. So, I mean, oh my God, su- suicide watch on Caleb <laughs> potentially. Um, hmm, I like. I'm gonna lean Mingle. I think Parker made a great case though. These are the kind of games where Dan puts up 260. They just are. <laughs> Rips out the fucking heart. Yeah. You know what? I'm going with that. And <laughs> that's uh, week five already. There it is, baby. Inching, inching closer to this very, very uh, exciting. And, man, I, this, this conference slate, I don't, I don't remember. I mean, I don't remember a time where it was like, you're just looking forward to seeing the conference games like this. I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. it's got a weird feeling with these pack five teams right now, because you know, they're going to eat each other alive. It, it makes it even more mm-hmm. unpredictable what's going to happen uh, when we get into things on that side of it. So, I mean, glad I'm not playing mm-hmm. in it. I mean, you just, you threw out a must win in that lightning round. I don't know if you blacked out during that. Do you remember that? I mean, I you put Calvin on must win. I, I we're in we're getting into week five here. We're in must win territory. <laughs> we'll be must in mid season before you know it. <laughs> pending pending the stat change pending. tonight though. It might be a can't lose, but I <laughs> downgrade it. It's either a must win, it might downgrade to a can't lose. <laughs> yeah. It's I mean, hey man, if you're talking one and four, I mean we it takes a crazy team to come back from that. I think only the uh the pirate crew of a former age has been able to do that. So this this team tried to do that last year, it didn't work. So yeah. Tough. It's tough. So all right. Well, Parker, thanks for filling in this week, buddy. And you know, good best of luck to you in your in your season. Um, maybe not in the wins column, but you know, just have fun along the way, I guess. Happy to come on anytime, guys. Braj, it's nice to hey, see you. You too. Thanks. See you. And the lines, that was great. Let's mm-hmm. that was that Out was nice. Nowhere. Yeah, I just out of nowhere. <laughs> that's a that's a real competitor right there. Just that pulls that right out of his ass. <laughs> Damn. All right. Well, we will see you all next week. And until then, let's make it a great week.